0: Does anyone need an outline tonight? If anyone needs a copy of the outline to follow along If you'd slip your hand up, we'll get that to you Alright, we got a couple through here Louie over there, we need a few over here A couple outlines We'll be in good shape here tonight And uh, man, I tell you, the past couple Sunday nights I've had a tough time coming up with an outline And so Peter preaches another message here We're just going chapter by chapter through here As we do it, I had a tough time again this week So your outline is not very thick tonight And you'll notice that in the outline There are not a lot of verses Because in all reality I am plagiarizing tonight I am going to preach to you Peter's sermon That he preached to them that day That's literally what I'm doing tonight And so as we look here Let's put in context where we are And understand what's happened to this point We know that Jesus went back to heaven And 10 days after that, the Spirit of God came, and the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a message. And during that message, 3,000 got saved, 3,000 got baptized, 3,000 were added to the church that day. And the church is taking off. And you go from 120 in an upper room to 3,000 getting saved and baptized, it's quite the thing that takes place. So he didn't just send them home. They taught them the word of God. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. They fellowshiped together. They broke bread together. They prayed together, and the church was starting to take off. With all that being said, we got to chapter 3 last week, and the chapter begins by John and Peter going into the temple. And on their way into the temple, there was a man there that from his birth, he had been crippled. And every day they would place him by the gate called Beautiful. And just so you know, last week Caroline told me she couldn't find the verse that said that he was 40 years old or above that. So just so everyone can see that tonight, Acts chapter 4 verse 22 says, For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. So there was no reason on my wife's birthday last week that I brought up that fact other than the Bible said, that age for that man he was above that that's all i got to say about that because she searched i don't even think she got anything else out of the message she was searching to see if that was really true in there and so i don't add i just go with what the bible says and that's what it said right there so this man's at the gate and he's begging people every day he's there and peter and john are going in he begs them for alms he wants some money is what he wants and Peter tells him, silver and gold have I none. And I'm probably, that guy's thinking, oh, great, here we go. It's a story I always hear. You know, people ask you for money. You're like, sorry, I got no cash with me. Now, don't lie when you do that to people. You know, be honest about that. I've had, I've had a couple times I'm going to my car and someone catches me over by Walmart or somewhere around there. I'm like, sir, you got some money they'll be collecting for their group home, for their gas. T- I don't know, whatever the case may be along the way. And most of the time, my answer is, I don't have any cash with me. And why do I say that? Because I purposely don't carry cash. Because when I do, I end up giving it all away. That's so I don't carry it. Or my children steal it out of the car. It works either way. They did that yesterday. And so, I will say I don't have any cash, but it was just a few days ago. I'm coming out of Walmart, and I told my I had no cash. I'm going to get in my car, and I pull my keys out, and there was cash in my hand. So you say, what did you do, Pastor? Just got in the car and went home? No. I told them I had no cash, and I had cash in my pocket. So I gave them, I went and put the cash in their little bucket thing because I didn't want to not be honest about that. But Peter and John here, they're like, we have no money, and I'm sure this guy's thinking, that's all I need. But they're like, we've got something better for you. I want to introduce you to a man named Jesus. And that day, that lame man's life was changed forever because he met Jesus Christ. The greatest day in all the world is, there's so many great days we look at in life, but there is no day that compares to the day that we met Jesus. I mentioned this morning, I was a seven-year-old boy the day I trusted Christ as my Savior. The day I realized that I was a sinner, that I needed a Savior, and I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And my life has never been the same. It was the greatest day in my entire life. And I'm so grateful that someone introduced me to Jesus. And this man was lame, and the Bible says... That they had him, he leaped up This man has never walked in his life And I just picture, I'm sure he's praying on the way down Please legs work, you know, because they've never worked before And he's leaping in the air and he's got to come down And then everyone in the temple saw this man And the Bible tells us, if you look at our text You look there at Acts chapter number 3 The Bible tells us, you look at verse number 7 It says, and he took him by the right hand And lifted him up And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walking and entering with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God can you imagine the sight that's that's going on here these are the same people that just crucified Jesus not even a month and a half ago maybe two months ago at the most they didn't love it they want nothing to do with Jesus and now this man is healed and he's going through the temple he's walking and leaping and praising God I was going to I was going to leap some and do all that for you tonight But I didn't want to hurt myself so I'm not going to do that But literally this man they knew They said that's the guy who's been sitting at the gate all this time And now he's in here He's what happened to him Something happened to him and they realized that And the Bible tells us in verse 10 And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple And they were filled with wonder and amazement at at that which had happened unto them They knew who this guy was He could not walk This was a miracle that took place And they're looking at him like Wow what happened to him Now we get to our text for tonight Starting in verse number 11 Bible tells us here And as the lame man which was healed Held Peter and John All the people ran together unto them In the porch that is called Solomon's Greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this, or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? Now, Peter could have taken the time here to make himself look really good. Hey, look at what I just did. Peter could have became a celebrity there that day. Started his healing ministry, you know, mailed out his little cloths in the mail for five bucks, whatever people do. He could have made a name for himself here. John could have done the same thing. But he's like, we didn't do this. We didn't cause this man to walk. And he tells them, he says, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, the one they hated, the one that they crucified on a cross. And listen to what Peter says here. Whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. We want Barabbas. We don't want Jesus. Remember that? Peter's reminding them of this. And killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof ye are we are witnesses. And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which which by him hath given him this, perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance ye did it, as did your rulers. but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all His prophets that Christ should suffer, He has so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blot out when the times of refreshing shall come, from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. It's quite a message. I, it amazes me again that as we look at this, this is the guy who almost two months before this, hey, you're with that guy. You were with Jesus, weren't you? Oh no, I know not the guy. I don't know who you're talking about. And hey, your speech kind of gives away the fact that you were with them. Oh no, I wasn't with him. And someone else three times he denied the Lord. But now he's in the presence of all those that crucified Jesus and hated Jesus. And he's just preaching the truth. The Holy Spirit of God will give you boldness to do the things of God. And we're going to look at that and look a little deeper tonight. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll dive into the message. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for this evening that you've given us to be in your word. So grateful for the Bible. The Bible is the book that we need. I love how even in Peter's message here once again, he uses the word of God. And so many times today we hear preachers preach, and they preach a lot of what they have to say. There's not a lot about what God has to say. And we need the wonderful words of life that come from your word. Guide us tonight. Help us. We love you. We need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The first message that Peter preached, 3,000 got saved. Did you know that more got saved this time around than the first time? The Bible tells us there in chapter 4, in verse number 4, howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Over 5,000 got saved this time around as the message was preached. You see, tonight as we dive in, we're just going to look at Peter's message. And I, we, I understand tonight, most in this room probably are already saved and know the Lord, but this was a gospel message to these people to try and get them to repent, to turn from where they were, and to turn to Jesus Christ. To leave their Judaism behind and get to Jesus Christ, and we'll see some of that tonight. You see, as we think about these things and we go further with it, number one tonight, as we look at the outline, we see that Peter lets them know, you desired a murderer. We look at verse 13 and 14, and, you know, this preaching, this is tough preaching. You know, nowadays, we don't, lo- we don't like tough preaching like this. And I'll tell you, I'm not near as tough as Peter or near as tough as Paul. I'm, I'm not near as tough as either one of them. And Peter goes right at them with this stuff. We look at verse 13 and 14, he says, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. Peter lets them know, as, wow, how did this miracle take place? How does this man that could never walk, how is he walking? Peter says, may I help you out tonight? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent us his son, Jesus. And you had the chance with Jesus. And yet, you chose and you desired a murderer instead of Jesus. Hey, you chose Barabbas instead of choo- choosing Jesus. You got to understand, at Passover every year, Pilate would grant one person to be released. That was his custom. It's one of the ways to appease the people in that day. And Pilate, really, as we've studied in the book of Mark, he didn't believe Jesus was guilty of m- being killed. He didn't believe Jesus was guilty. And in fact, he tried to let him go, and he thought that they would let him go when they said, well, I'll release someone to you. And all those people that day, they didn't cry out, hey, give us Jesus. No, they cried out for Barabbas. And Barabbas was a criminal in that day. He was guilty of treason, insurrection, robbery, murder. And when Pilate asked the crowd, who do you want? Do you want Jesus, the king of the Jews? Or, and they said, we want Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. They chose and let a murderer free, and they took a man that never committed any crime, and they sentenced him to death that day. As we think on those things, they chose Barabbas. They rejected Jesus Christ that day. They had a choice to make. They could have chose Jesus that day, but instead of choosing Jesus, they chose Barabbas, this man that was guilty and condemned. And the Bible tells us, and as we look at these things, we see they, cho- they made the wrong choice. They had their king. Their king was there. They could have chosen their king, but they didn't want their king. They were too stuck in their ways. They didn't want the king. They wanted Barabbas set free. Peter lets them know you desire to murder And may I just remind you tonight church We talk about Barabbas and the wicked man that he was And how Jesus was perfect and never did anything wrong We all could look at ourselves and see Barabbas in us We all have sinned We all fall short of the glory of God We could never measure up We are the guilty ones Christ is the innocent one And just as Barabbas was let free that day, we have been set free from our sin because of what Jesus Christ did for us. And so as we think on that tonight, we see number one that Peter tells them, you desired to murder. You had a choice to make, but you chose the murderer. Number two, you denied the Lord. The God of Abraham... And they knew who Abraham was. They knew who Isaac was, and they knew who Jacob was. They knew the God that was being talked about here. What does the scripture tell us here in those verses? It tells us here, the God of our fathers hath glorified his son. God the Father chose to glorify his son, Jesus. Jesus is the one that was chosen by God to wash away the sins of the world, Jesus was chosen as the Messiah for them. He is the Lord. He told them that. And they wanted nothing to do with it, and that's one of the reasons they killed him. And you've got to understand something. The Bible tells us in verse 13 and in verse 14, the word denied is used twice. You denied him in the presence of Pilate. You denied the Holy One and just, and you denied him... And you desired a murderer. When we think about the fact that they denied the Lord, we see letter A that they denied a risen Lord. The Bible tells us in verse 15 and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Do you notice how Peter can't help but mention the fact that he rose again? When you see something so great take place, how are you not going to talk about it? I'm a big sports fan. And when my teams will do well, maybe deep in the playoffs, wherever the case may be, and it's been a while since my teams have been deep in the playoffs, but that's okay. I knew Louie was thinking that over there. Just go back to sleep, Louie. Someday, someday the Padres are going to win, and the Angels will get a little better. I don't know what's up with them. And then the Lakers, I don't even know what to say about them. And the Chargers, I'm still hoping for a Super Bowl one of these days. Still hoping for it. It's okay. Felix, what are you laughing about? The Cowboys haven't won anything in a long time. Got five. Talking about the past, like you, that's before you were born almost, just about. But you see certain things. I know, I'm just teasing you. You see certain things. And you see certain plays. My favorite basketball player was Kobe. And I can still remember some of his plays. And I remember one play that he made where I called and after that 81-point game. And I called my, did you see that? i and you know, maybe some of you were around when when Wilt Chamberlain scored hundred points. I don't know, Russ, did you get to see that? Or that was before TV, wasn't it? And so, r- real close to us, black and white, you could barely see what was going on on that TV. But I remember the eighty-one points or some of the championships. You 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 see something really special, you tell people about it. Something happens, and so Peter, there's nothing more special. No sports play could ever come close. rising from the dead and if you notice peter talks a lot about it paul talks about the risen savior you say why because on damascus road paul saw him they talked about they were eyewitnesses to what happened with jesus and we see right here he lets them know hey he's risen it's proof he is god and as we look at this we see that not only did they deny the risen lord But also they denied, let her be a redeeming Lord. Now you'll notice that the tone changes a little bit. And Peter kind of offers a loophole to them without, you know, though they are guilty, that is clear. What we see is, look at verse 17. It says, and now, brethren, I want that through ignorance ye did this, as did also your rulers. They were ignorant to it. It doesn't change the fact that they were guilty, but they were ignorant to it. It's just like there's a difference between purposely killing someone, between murder and manslaughter. Think of those. They were guilty of killing Jesus, but they did it in ignorance. But you've got to understand something. The fact is, they they though they knew he was an innocent man they did not believe that he was the messiah but this crowd those in the temple that day and those that were there with jesus they knew and were familiar with the old testament they had the law that taught them the difference between all these different things and you got to understand something. They knew who the Messiah, they got some facts about him. They should have known who he was. But you got to understand something, they didn't get it. Even you could go back to when Jesus was born. Remember the wise men go to Herod? And some scribes tell them, oh, there's going to be a star. It's going to be towards Bethel, the star, and follow that. Well, if that star is shining, the Messiah is probably there. Kind of, Can't you put that together? I could put that together, and I'm not the smartest guy around. They couldn't do it. How many Old Testament prophecies did Jesus fulfill? All through his life, over and over and over again. But they denied who Jesus was. They denied these things. And what Peter tells them here is, you desired a murderer, and you denied the Lord. Now I'm going to give you an opportunity to make things right number 3 you must decide to repent verse 19 verse 19 tells us repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the lord and he shall send jesus christ which was which before was preached unto you you see the gospel's not complicated People try to make it sound like salvation is very difficult. Let me help you out tonight. If you're not sure of your salvation, that Jesus Christ is your Savior, and this is the thing I want you to understand tonight. The Bible says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt tonight that if I were to go out tonight and a car hit me or I died tonight in my sleep, that I'm going to be with Jesus when I wake up. Now I know there are times in my life where I have a little doubt We all do, we talked about that in the past few weeks But if the Bible is true, which I believe the Bible is true How many of you believe the Bible is true? I believe the Bible is true tonight And the Bible says that if if you realize this and this happens And you do this, you can be saved You see salvation right here take place Peter is preaching the word of God to them it says, you desired a murder. You denied Christ. Christ is the Son of God. He rose again, and you've denied Him as Lord. And what you need to do now is you need to repent. You need to turn from what you've always believed in, and you need to turn to Jesus. That's what it says here. There are many people that say, well, repent. you gotta, You got you to turn from your sin and turn to Christ. No, 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 no. If you have to... If you have to repent of all your sin, then you're doing the work to get yourself to heaven And the bible says by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of god God's the one who's given us that gift we talked about this morning when we talked about grace in first peter chapter number one But as we think on these things that day the spirit of god worked through peter and people got convicted There was conviction over five thousand got saved There was conviction that took place and they realized the fact that they were guilty of murdering Jesus. They were guilty of denying him who he was. Isn't that what salvation is? Salvation is realizing that we're guilty before a holy God and that we are not innocent. All have sinned and all have come short of God's glory. That's all of us. There's none of us that's excluded from there. I might be the pastor of the church, I might be the one giving the message tonight, but I'm a sinner like everyone else in this room. We all do things we wish we wouldn't do, but we do it because of the flesh and the corruption that we live in today. And you see, they need to realize the fact they were guilty of not choosing Jesus and they chose a murderer. They had to see the fact that Jesus was not who they thought he was. If they really believed that Jesus was the Son of God, they wouldn't have. Had him killed. They didn't believe it. What is salvation? Realizing you're a sinner. Realizing that God sent his son to pay your price so you could go to heaven. And then putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. That is all salvation is. It's not complicated. It's not you got to go to church the rest of your life, you don't have to get baptized. None of those things. It's the fact that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Peter tells them there, hey, you must repent. You you chose the murderer. You denied Christ. It's time you repent and you turn from what you did and turn to Jesus Christ. There was a day in my life, and I know, seven years old, I was a young kid, I get that. At seven years old, I realized that I needed a Savior. I realized that I had sin in my life and that I was not perfect. Close to it, but not quite perfect. Not as far from it. I realized that fact. And I needed a Savior. And I knew that what I was doing was not going to get me any closer to heaven. It wasn't going to get me closer to God. I needed Jesus. And I had to go from what I was doing and turn to Jesus Christ and put my faith and trust in Him that's all it's talking about you must decide to repent and we see there are two promises given if you repent right here the first one is their sins will be blotted out think on that one there their sins will be blotted out God doesn't remember our sin aren't you thankful for that tonight? Oh, man, in our lives and the things that we do, and there are people that remember everything that we do. My wife remembers everything I say. My mom, even her memory is slipping now with certain things, but she still remembers all the bad things I've ever done. It's like, couldn't you forget the bad and just remember the good? That's all you need to do. She remembers the words, and the, but with God, he chooses to blot out. Satan goes before God and says, hey, you know that guy Brian that you saved? Yeah. Let me tell you about what he's done. God's like, "Um, I don't see anything in the book. He chooses to forget. If you turn to Christ and put your faith and trust in him, he forgives you. I love the fact that this passage here these are the people that had him crucified. And God was willing to forgive them if they would repent and turn to him. Their sins would be blotted out and let her be. Jesus would return and set up his earthly kingdom. Do you see that in these verses here? The Bible says Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. I've mentioned to you before the clock, the time clock in Daniel, the 70 weeks of years. Israel hasn't turned to Jesus yet. Do you know that if Israel were to have turned to Jesus in that day, he probably would have came? That's all it's waiting for. That's what we're waiting on. Israel to turn to Jesus. And really the rapture's got to take place, and I think maybe then they're going to get their act together around that time. They could have had it all. But they rejected their Messiah. They cut him off. And the Lord stopped that time clock we've talked about in the book of Daniel. There's one seven-year period left. Where the tribulation is going to take place And the Antichrist will come and all these things will take place And God will work through the Jews again But they could have had that if they would have just turned to the Lord Hey if you repent You can be forgiven And Jesus will set up his kingdom They didn't get it Some did that day Thank God for the 5,000 that got saved. But over and over again throughout the word of God, we've seen over and over again, how could they not understand the Old Testament law? That God through the seed of a woman was going to bruise the serpent's head. How could they not see the typology of Moses when he hit the rock and that rock representing Jesus? being smitten how could they not see in Leviticus that lamb being slaughtered without no spot and no blemish being offered on the sacrifice they had everything and yet they missed it all what a message what a truth I love the fact that the Lord gave them chance after chance and he did. And yet they still didn't turn to him. I wonder tonight, and I don't know, the thing that I don't, I don't know. I don't know everyone's heart. I could never know a person's heart. Only the Lord knows your heart. He knows tonight if you know him or if you don't know him. He does. And you probably do too because his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we belong to him. And there are times that we go through, and basically I preached for you Peter's sermon tonight. I stole Peter's sermon. I'll give you a little hint. I steal sermons all the time. The Bible's full of them there. Everyone steals them because we take the word of God and we use the word of God. That's how it's supposed to be. But as we think on those things they chose not jesus they chose a murderer they denied who christ was and all they needed to do was repent and god was willing to forgive them and save them and give them a home in heaven someday i wonder and i know we got people watching online i don't even know who watches online there. I have people, I I was out somewhere just this last week and someone's like, oh I watch you online I'm like, oh great, that's not a good thing I say my face is even cuter in person than what it is through the camera there I also had someone else say that they didn't love my voice online, I said I don't love my voice in person or online it doesn't sound, in my head my voice sounds great, it sounds very manly and like a very good voice and then I'll go and hit the, don't be laughing right now I heard some laughing there and then I'll go and I'll hit, the reco- I'll hit the play button on one of these and I'll be listening. I'll be like, how can anyone listen to that voice? In this head, it sounds way But ba- I wish you could hear how it sounds in here than how it's really sounding out here. But I don't even know how it really sounds to you, but just think your voices are all the same way, probably the same thing. We all have that. We'll let you all come up one day and I'll record all of you saying a few words and then we'll play that and you can all hear how you sound too. I don't know who's watching online. I don't know the hearts of everyone here. I know most of you here tonight. But there's no accidents why messages are preached in the order that they are. And maybe there's someone who's been struggling with this thing about salvation. What I know is, we've talked about enough in our church, before salvation, we are dead, spiritually. There is no life in us. The Bible says that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. There's no life. But as the word of God is given to us There's some conviction that comes over the heart Where a dead man is receiving some grace from God And God is convicting us of our need for him You cannot get to God Except through his son Jesus Christ And you cannot get to Jesus Christ Unless God let you get there That's how it works The passage we read tonight explains the gospel beautifully, and I've already mentioned it. We are guilty just like the crowd that day. And maybe we didn't murder or crucify Jesus, but my sin and your sin put Jesus on the cross that day. He had to die for our sin. Sin had to be paid for. And we all are in sin. We all, the Bible makes it clear, the wages of sin is death we deserve death for our sin that's literally what jesus went through on the cross so that we could have life and the bible makes it clear that when you have the son of god you have life and when you don't have the son of god you don't have life and the wrath of god abides on you and there's one of two eternal destinations we're gonna go heaven or hell there's no sugar it not making it anything else there's heaven or hell and there are people that say, well, I, uh, there are many ways to get to heaven, and I will just see you there. I, wanna, I know this sounds bold, and I know that some don't like hearing things like this, but I want you to know there's only one way to heaven. You cannot get there your way. There's only one way. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and he's the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by him. The only way to get a ticket to heaven is through your faith in Jesus Christ that's what this passage was all about and Peter says you need to repent if you repent God will forgive you this is the thing sin has to be paid for and either you're going to pay forever for your sin in hell and never get paid for or you can put your faith and trust in the one who paid for your sin and it's please God and you can go to heaven and be with him forever I don't know why people wouldn't choose Christ. There are a lot of people that don't. I don't know why they didn't choose Christ that day. Think about my sins being forgiven. I'll take that all day long. Jesus saying up his earthly kingdom, I would have taken that all day long. They knew these things, and yet they rejected it. And I would beg you tonight, if you're listening online or sitting in here in the service tonight, and you're not sure about your eternal destiny, God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. And He wants you to trust Him. And all you got to do is turn from what you believed and turn to Jesus Christ. Trust Him. Put your faith and trust in Him and see what He can do. Father, we thank You for the time that we've had this evening.